Roger Green, host of the Surfing the Next Tsunami podcast. This weekend, we are offering four conversations from episode 15, our post-event discussion of the Liver Forum meeting. Since one of the rules for the forum is that all conversation stays in the room, this is a bit different than the way we cover other major events, but I think it's a great conversation. From the vault, we have season three, episode 26-2, with Quentin Anstey leading the group and considering what a year ago were novel thoughts about best use of NITs. This conversation starts with Veronica Miller recapping how the forum aims to advance the regulatory sciences for the treatment of the entire array of fatty liver diseases and issues by providing an independent, neutral venue for multi-stakeholder dialogue. She underscores the importance of being able to convene as a community to discuss how drugs get researched and approved and how patients participate in the ongoing process. This triggers Jeff McIntyre to comment how patient involvement has increased with each successive year at the forum and points to a panel discussion following a presentation on OCA program learnings that featured patient perspective and strong patient representation. Veronica comments that this is consistent with the forum's history of representing patient voices at both organizational and individual levels whenever possible. Michelle Wong reminds us that at the end of the day, it's about making people feel, function, and survive better, and that these conversations help towards that end. She continues to note that from a patient perspective, simply halting progression and stabilizing disease are significant quality of life improvements in treating NASH. Jorn Schottenberg agrees that the message around stabilization of disease can be amplified before describing the high level of energy that he could feel in the room suffusing the meeting, even though he was viewing it on slides from his home in Mainz, Germany. As the conversation winds down, Mazen Nuruddin drills down a bit to mention some of the specific scientific topics he found most compelling. Cirrhosis, future combination therapy in that context, and clinical trial design. As you can hear, a lot of really interesting conversations and some novel ideas emerged from the Liver Forum meeting last weekend. It's a lot to take in and some interesting perspectives, so sit back, listen, enjoy, learn, and when you're done, join the dialogue on our LinkedIn discussion group. So why don't we dive in? Veronica, Mazin has suggested, I think it's a good idea. Let's take a minute at the outset for people who might not have heard your episode last November to just remind folks of what Liver Forum is and what it's about. Just take two, three minutes and kind of at a high level, go through it, and then we'll step from there into the meeting itself. Veronica Miller. Right. It's the Liver Forum is one of the several forums that we have under the umbrella of the Forum for Collaborative Research. And it's really, simply put, a way to help facilitate drug development through by bringing all the stakeholders to a safe, neutral, independent, and enjoyable venue where everyone can interact and share ideas and be willing to engage with the other players. It's very dependent on who's in the room and their willingness to engage. Usually when we start a new disease area, it takes a while from the beginning. We've been doing this since 2014. It takes a while for that trust to develop, but you create that sense of trust amongst the attendees And it's just a very different level of interaction. It's hard to just put it into a few words, but it's really about a safe space where everyone can come to the table and we can, as a community, make advances in how drugs get researched, how patients participate in the research and how drugs get approved and then how we move forward from there. It's it's always a changing landscape. So it's not just that we have one meeting and then it's done. It's an ongoing process. Jeff McIntyre. Roger, if I may, I just want to give a public congratulations to Veronica and say that I thought this was a tremendous meeting and the Liver Forum was actually the very first liver meeting that I went to when I joined the Global Liver Institute and seeing its evolution, the evolution of discourse, patient involvement. 
I just think it really reflects well on the field, certainly reflects well on the forum as well, that it was just very, very substantive, great presentations all around, good discussion, even around with some of the controversy. But it's been really great to see it grow up this way. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff, they say whoever puts their hands up, get it slapped. So just on that note, was there a moment or a uh, something specific in the meeting that jumped out you and said, wow, this is really great. This is really proof of progress. Well, I would be remiss if I just didn't talk about the patient involvement. My first meeting that I went to didn't have a ton of patient involvement a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic. And this one had it on multiple panels with multiple different people. There were more patients in the room as well. And so I think that that was something that's really important. And granted, it's a scientific conference. And I, I don't mean to take away from that aspect of it, but I felt like to be able to have patients there was really profitable in terms of building bridges, being able to understand. One of the patients that was on one of the panels, I'm forgetting which panel it was, Jennifer Berg, who was someone that we had worked with on some previous stuff. You know, it was nice to be able to talk to her and just see kind of what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. How can we better communicate these sort of things? What questions do you have? Everybody gets lost in the acronyms eventually at one place as a starting point, but also just kind of the basic principles being put forward about whether she had a sense of optimism, where she had a, a sense of feeling responded to in any way. And fortunately, she's incredibly smart. She's incredibly savvy and incredibly motivated in this field. And so I think that I would point to just the patient involvement writ large, I think was a, definitely a real highlight for me. Michelle, let me just ask, wondering how having that cut level of patient involvement shaped or improved your experience there? Michelle Long. We're all in there trying to advance the field and hopefully get a drug approved in NASH or multiple drugs approved in NASH. And we're doing it for the patients. So it's really helpful to have the patients there to be able to give their voice and give their perspective. You know, because we talk about all these details about endpoints and whether or not your NAFLD activity goes up in one direction or down in the other. But in the end of the day, it's about making people feel, function, and survive better. And I, I just feel like sometimes when we get really into the weeds, we forget about that. This was a chance for everyone to hear the patient voice right then and there. And so it was great to kind of have um, the opportunity to reflect again about what is truly important. And from the patient perspective, we heard that not getting worse, having a stable disease and being able to go about their lives without worrying about their liver and, and having that burden taken from them is a huge part of treating NASH. That has so far been not heard as loudly as it could. And it really was a great opportunity, I think, to come together around that particular um, goal. Jörn Schattenberg. Let me follow up, Roger, and just say GLI had a great representation and for all the work they did. The session I chaired with Donna together, Jeff was on the stage and you can feel the engagement, even if we're discussing referral pathways and the patient involvement here. So uh, again, heads up to GLI. And I remember this one comment, and again, I was following online. Somebody was discussing whether stabilization of disease does anything to mean, does that mean anything? And somebody from the back of the room was yelling, yes, <laughs> so, <laughs> like the patient off voice uh, comment coming in. And I think that's what the forum is about. You discuss together. And if I thank you so much. And I just wanted to kind of follow up on what you said, Jeff, in, in this part of the discussion. Yes, it's a science-based conference, but it's not meant to be a conference. It is a convening of all parties. And as I said, the landscape changes. And I think what we have seen in the NASH space more and more, patients have organized. Donna Cryer has been on our steering committee from the very beginning. And then there are other groups like the American Liver Foundation. There is the Fatty Liver Foundation. And as these come up, we bring them in as well. And then individual patients like Jennifer, who is not really attached to any one organization, 
organization. So the landscape changes and it was very nice for me to see how that whole patient community is also communicating amongst each other and being able to contribute more. So it's always a changing landscape and at the forum we adjust to that and of course are very happy to see that we can also support that growth of the patient voice. But from the very beginning, it's meant to be a part of it. I just wanted to make sure that that was very clear. Clear and duly noted. I, just from far and on video, one of the things that struck me was not merely the presence of patients, but in general, the flow of dialogue, everybody involved in everything. You know, you go to sessions where patients are present. In fact, Jeff and I have had this conversation in meetings where people have had to peel him off various walls and ceilings over this subject, where patients are present, but that's almost so people can say, well, we have patients here, and then they don't listen or don't pay attention or, frankly, sometimes ignore and contradict. And one of the things I thought was really special about this, Veronica, and a credit to all you folks, was a general sense of collegiality that extended beyond title, role, sector, a specific nature of the skin that people have in the game. It really did feel like everybody was in the same meeting, striving for the same thing at the same time. That's really a special thing to be able to create. That is exactly what we do. The save a neutral venue for these discussions to happen. It does take work. It doesn't just happen automatically on its own. But I think you've listed all the key ingredients here. Everyone has a voice. Nobody is there as a token. I've been at meetings where pharmaceutical companies have had a token voice. I've been at meetings where patients have had a token voice. And that's what I think what makes the, the forum special is because all the people we have in the room, they all go to the society conferences, but it's the way we bring them together in this sort of safe space that allows regulators and, and pharmaceutical companies and everyone to talk because everyone can get up at the conference and get up to the mic and ask a question, but to have the dedicated space where all these stakeholders can come together. And it's hard to explain to people. We had several new people there. And, and thank you, Roger, for, for your comments and about your experience of this, because they come to me afterwards and say, ah, this is what the forum is. Now I get it. So it's almost like you have to experience it to really get that feeling. It's all about transparency. It's about openness. It's about inclusivity, etc. Mazen Nuruddin. I just want to add to that a little bit, like from my angle, and I guess many people's angles. I almost missed the meeting for various reasons, and I'm glad I did not. And I was thinking that all through the meeting. You know, like we all go to meetings, especially if you've been doing Nash for some times. Sometimes things seem repetitive, and it's okay to repeat things. But this meeting was nothing about that. It was very intellectual. I said I would have missed this. I would not know what I would miss, but I would still have regretted it. I was thinking all the way through is it kept me interested and it kept me learning throughout, although I've been doing this for a while now. We're sitting there, we're talking about, for instance, I'm just going to throw the topic I talked about earlier, cirrhosis, how to move that forward. And we're at a time that there are not too many nest cirrhosis. You're really thinking for five years down the road when the combination therapy came as we're starting this. The placebo has been there for a while, but has not been resolved. So it's one learning experience after the other most importantly, like brain stimulating. You're not sitting there for no reason. And then the stat comes on, on, on Saturday morning and you're like, gosh, am I going to sit through all this? And I like stat and I like design trials and I try to learn. And the choice of speakers could not be better. They started with the humor. So they kept you engaged. They continued with the humor and they threw their 
teaching in between. There were times that probably I did not understand a few things here and there, but I learned a lot. And I'm sure if I go back and I read more, I will learn more. And after the meeting, I can tell you, I got an email or two with collaborators just like thinking about beyond what Deliver Forum does, like grants to discover something on this and that. So it was very brain stimulating from, from my standpoint. Mazen, I want to reflect on your comment about Saturday morning for a second and then let's dive into the meeting. I once in my life had the experience of keynoting a 400-person meeting on a Saturday morning at 8 o'clock in Miami Beach. It's a really interesting experience because A, you can't believe anybody staggered out of bed and made it there. And then B, you can't figure out how to get them out of their seats. So Veronica, when you talk to Scott Evans, please tell him I thought his opening was brilliant. <laughs> I mean, I actually, this was a long time ago. This was back in the early days of behavioral economics and prospect theory. And I actually made people do a simple loss risk aversion game where you had to stand up every time you took a position, which I teed up by telling people who they could listen to me tell jokes, which would be a waste, or I could make them do calisthenics. It's a hard thing to do. And that story he opened with was just perfect. His talk was then fascinating. I thought really fantastic. But so my hat's totally off to him in addition to everything else that went on there. And now back to Roger. We hope you've enjoyed this recording. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please put them in the review section of the page from which you downloaded this conversation or send an email to questions at surfingnash.com. Next week, Donna Cryer will be joining us along with a couple of others to discuss why Nash Day 2023 is so important for the future of how we treat the disease and how we look at it. It's going to be a fantastic conversation. So until then, stay safe, surf on, whatever religion you celebrate, this is an important weekend, so have a good one, and we'll see you next week on the podcast. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.